0: Look at verse 14, please. I press. Press. If you want to just jot it in your Bible or your notes, press. Is I'm straining. We ought to, whatever we're going to do in 29, we ought to, to strained for it. Well, I really don't want to get involved. I don't really. No, it ought to be a strain. Everything we do, we ought to put, put all of our energy in it. I, I by the grace of God, My wife, I've learned it from her. I I refuse to be a couch potato. I am not gonna die with a remote in my hand. And the truth of the matter is, I think I could be a TV-holic. My wife tells me that. Uh, Several years ago, the the doctor said, you're gonna have to have some surgery. I thought, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna watch Westerns all day long. I, I really never got to watch Westerns growing up. But uh, I just um, I, I I think I could be a TV holic. Now I'm not I only watch about 12 hours a day. I get to the office and I start watching and I and uh, but I don't really watch that much. But I'm not going to strain my life on TV. You're it, this is absolutely not wrong if you like the NFL. I, I gave up on them about two three years ago. My wife said Sunday, she goes, hey, I heard the horn, the fog horn over here. The Niners must be playing. I said, strange thing, they blow it. They're supposed to blow it for a touchdown. I haven't heard it all year long. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't really care. And it's not wrong if you do, you're not unspoken. I just, those guys don't impress me. The basketball, it, it, the, 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 now I could get into college ball but for me, and it's not wrong if you like it. Some of you like hockey. I don't know why you would ever enjoy hockey. I mean, that's like, no, Jason, no, Jason. That's like a girls volleyball team, right, Brother Carl Hart? I don't know what it is. How can you enjoy hockey? A guy smiles at you. No teeth. They're gone. The team looks at you. No teeth. I'd belong on that team real well. But, uh, I wanna press for something of value. And and you do too, you would not be here on a Wednesday night, have your kids here, have your children here, have the teens here, unless you're straining for something. I press, strain, toward the, what's the next word, church? That's a goal, that's a target. Manly, you remember you made me that target, it's about, fill the front of this pole but i still have it right over here i pull it out all the time i and it, it fill this whole area and it's a bull'seye and that's what that that scripture is called. i press toward the bull'seye I, i'm i'm shooting at something you have a bow and arrow back there and say well i'm just shooting and we just shoot all over no you're going for the target i i am um, i Years ago, he's probably watching right now, Brother Jim Ryder. He took me over here. Oh my goodness! Forty some years ago, there's a a shooting range, in um, over by Stevens Creek, somewhere in the hills. And I had a brand new 38 Special. And uh, so I'm, you know, I'm not a hunter. And if you are, that's good. That's great. I wish you. uh, A a preacher sent me a picture of his little ten-year-old boy got his first buck. Well. I wouldn't even know how to do that and I don't care to and it's not wrong you understand that I'm not better than you because of it but I had this 38 special and um I, I, I took that we took that up there and I was well, I was aiming and and I closed my eye and I was pulling that thing and it was always oh, going this way close my eye again don't laugh at me heights and I can feel you laughing at me right now and I, I closed my eye again I'm sure, and that thing's going off this way. I figured out I was closing the wrong eye. <laughs> you got to have the right one open when you're looking. And, and I, I don't, I just all over the map. You have to hit the target. You will hit what you aim for next year, so will I. My sweet old dad. He'd say to me, son. He didn't say that much, quite frankly, but he'd say things like, Aim for the moon, even if you just hit the streetlight. You got further than not aiming for anything at all. I'm coming to you on behalf of this verse tonight, and it's not a deep, deep Bible study because I won't even call it that, but it's something I want us to get. I press, I strain toward the mark, the goal, the target for the prize of the high calling. I want you to write this word down, if you will, spiritually. Put, put put in your target the word spiritually, or in your heart, or at least on your paper, spiritually. You're gonna have to figure it out right now in these last days of this calendar year what you're gonna do spiritually next year. What are you gonna do with the Bible? Every Christian ought to read it through, three chapters a day, 12 minutes, it's nothing. Some of you are still not at this point. You cannot do this. You're married, you have little children, you have teenagers you're raising. It's not probably the time. But perhaps all the kids have now left home. I would plead with you once in your life, for me it's the month of January, to read from Genesis to Revelation in 31 days. It's the best. Trust me on it. You say, well, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in Russia because you've never done it. If you do it one time, one time, it would mean, and we'll have it published in your booklet you'll receive for serving the Lord manual for the upcoming year. But if you would read Genesis on January 1st, 50 chapters, the next day it's 40 chapters in the book of Exodus, and then Leviticus, the whole book, and then, uh, what's next? Numbers, then Deuteronomy, every day a book. And then some of those days, you have to read a lot of those books. And Psalms and Proverbs goes real fast. But I tell you, there's something about the volume uh, of reading it, and it fits together. Oh, I remember I saw this over here, and you begin to let your Bible mark you. It is time for some of you say, "I've never done that before." You say, "Well, I, I still don't have that time." Then do it in two months, or do it in three months. But I want to challenge you to as much Bible as you can get. We have a new book that's coming out, several new books, but one is on the prayers in the book of Psalms, every chapter, the various prayers. And then we have several chapters that deal with familiar Bible verses that you know. You know this verse, you just don't know, many of us, where it's at, my times are in thy hand, O Lord. Now we know that, but we need to learn the reference where it's found. And I would say, let's commit the word of God to our heart next year. Read the Bible. Blessed is he that readeth this prophecy. Read it. God said, I'll bless you if you just read it. Hear it. He said, I'll bless you. Revelation 1, 3. If you read it and if you hear it. And, and just keep it. God said, I'll bless you. If you read it, you hear it, you keep it. God says, meditate. Number four, upon the word of God. This book of the law, shalt that meditate day and night. Keep it before you all the time. Study it. Studies. 2 Timothy 2, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. What are you gonna do with the Bible? We have a listener that, that emailed me this week and we got back with her, but I don't know, apparently she didn't get the email or something happened because she called one of my relatives in Tennessee today said, and they called me said, you've been talking about your new Bible. This listener wants your new Bible. Where'd you get that? What is it? I said, I'm driving the car right now. Let me look. It's in the front seat here, and I gave him where it's at. I love having a new Bible right now. I just, I just love it and just enjoying it and marking my Bible and reading my Bible and going through my Bible. Mark the Word of God. What are you going to do spiritually with the Bible? What are you going to do with prayer? How many here would say? I think I've finally arrived. I got the best prayer life. I really don't need much improvement on. Anybody like that tonight? My hand's not up either. I need to improve my prayer life. I work with my prayer journal that I have and it's very, very lengthy. It's long, you dear preachers that are here. Your name is on my prayer journal. Pastor, I talked to you tonight. I said, Pastor, I pray for you every day. That meant so very much to me. And I have my prayer journal organized. I know where I'm supposed to pray and what I'm supposed to deal with. And someone says, will you, will you pray with me? I said, if you write it on a card, I, give it to me and I'll put it in my prayer journal. I promise you I will. I wanna pray with you. I wanna pray more. I've been so burdened at this season of the year for our missionaries because our missionaries are not home for Christmas. They were not home for Thanksgiving on their foreign soil. And on that foreign soil, they may not have a Christmas tree like we have, and they won't have family around them. But oh, I pray that they're not discouraged in the things of God. I pray that whatever country they're, but you know, we ought to we pray for those missionaries. And pray for their safety. And pray for their soul, uh, the souls they're trying to. Win, and pray that they get the buildings. And pray that they get the property. And pray that they get those vehicles they need. And pray that they get the Bibles. Those would be good places to say "Amen" right there on this Wednesday night. What are you going to do spiritually? I, I want to do more than I've ever done. Not to get me a better place in heaven. I need this book more than ever. More time alone with thee, dear Savior. More time alone with thee. I, I want to meet God more than ever. I-, I pulled off my shelf the other day. I had to look at it for some reason. haven't looked at my college Bible in years. I've given most of my Bibles away. But I kept my college Bible because my sister, my older sister, gave it to me when I went up to college. And in there, she wrote me a very nice inscription, something how... She'd be praying for me. And she put in there this poem. I met God in the morning when the day was at its best. His presence came like sunrise, like a glory in my breast. All day long his presence lingered and all day long he stayed with me. And we sailed in perfect calmness or a very troubled sea. Other ships were torn and battered. Other ships were sore distressed. The winds that seemed to drive them brought to me a peace and a rest. Then I thought of other mornings with a keen remorse of mind, when I too had left the morning with the secret left behind. I think I've learned the secret. Learned by many troubled way. You must meet him in the morning to walk with them through the day. I, I, I love this church so much. You know what I could ask you to do for your sake and for the sake of this church? Would you be more spiritual? I hope that doesn't sound like I'm looking down on you. I don't. I. Don't, I. 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 I pastor like these men. I don't think there's a greater church in all the world. But could we press, strain, toward spirituality? Could you put another word down tonight? Could we press toward service? Could we press toward service? Everyone in this room has been equipped for a task. Our theme for next year, I've already mentioned Acts 2029. 20, this is 2019. Acts 2019 and 2019. And yet next year is Acts 2020. We already know, we know the two years. We've never told you ahead of time like this. I've told you two years now. But 2019, the first three words say serving the Lord. Serving the Lord, the streetman and I have been talking a lot this fall season of the year. And though we have the greatest serving church, she was talking about worldwide, nationwide, and even here that most people don't serve God. She brought to me my attention that, honey, you're a pastor and all that, but you, you know you get paid for it, and you want to always remember that your first forty hours you're on the clock. You're being paid for that. And I agree with her. And I'm, I'm in the ministry all the time, I know all that. But I think sometimes we get in the ministry as a pastor and we think I I, 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 I put in, someone tell I've I, I never counted my hours. Someone says, I, I, uh, I put in 52 hours this week. No, you put in 12, because you're paid for 40. I just, and you know what I'm talking about there. There's something God equipped you to do. Would you write down these scriptures, Romans 12, 6 through 8. Would you write down 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. Romans 12, 6 through 8. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. Ephesians 4, verse 11 and 12. God lists the gifts of the Spirit. There are nine of them. And when you got saved, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he baptized you into the family of God, not through the baptistry, but by salvation. He gave you the gift of the Holy Spirit. When I got saved, I never knew that the Holy Spirit moved in my life. Had to grow and learn that. But when I got saved, God gifted me. And God gifted you because he says every man Every man, God gave you a gift. Your gift might be the gift of mercy. Really concerned and pity, you are get moved and you have a ministry of mercy. You ought to have that ministry not to find out what's all going on. You ought to have that ministry not so you can pass information. You ought to have the ministry of mercy, pity. You ought to be concerned with the sick, with the afflicted, with the widows, with the fatherless, with the, the elderly. That's your, it ought to be moving you if God gave you that gift. There's the ministry of helps. Some don't have it. They don't help. But some of you have that help gift. There's the gift, but the skirt of you have it. You and your wife have it, the gift of teaching. That's the gift God gave you. Brother Kerry, God gave that to you. Brother Manley, God gave that to you. Those three men right there have been superintendents here at least 40 or more years in this church in children's ministries. They have, they have not come to Sunday morning church service here. They have spent their lives for four decades teaching boys and girls. That, that is a gift of, uh, of teaching. There's the gift of government. It's not like we're talking about Washington, D.C. or Sacramento, it's the gift of administration. Some people wanna be in that gift, but they do not have that, I wanna do that, they don't have that gift. They know how to pastor the church, but they don't have that gift. They know how to lead everybody else, but they don't have that gift. God says in Ephesians 4, and he gave some pastors for the literally equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. It is my job and the job of the pastors that are here with me to help discover what you're supposed to be doing and then do it. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. For as much as you know your labor is not in vain in him. I thank God for this huge choir that's here Sunday morning, Sunday night. Those people have a talent or a gift or whatever you want to call it. They say, oh, they bless my heart when they sing. The orchestra plays, and what a blessing it is. Well, don't be one that doesn't go to practice. Brother Eliud, if you're in here tonight, there he is right there, our our, our choir director. Don't don't, don't miss out on practice. I I know the song, but, but the people that you stand next to may not know it and it might discourage the leader. And it is our job never to discourage leadership, but rather encourage leadership. Well, I just have a, 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 an, a, 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 an ax to grind with you, Brother Eliud. Don't grind it, keep it to yourself. God has something for you to do, serve him. Amazing thing with life, how it gets. Because people start saying, Well, I'm getting older now. You talk about yourself, and I know that our bodies sometimes slow down and age sets. I know all that. But I can stand before you and I can say and I thought it through. And I've never tried to be lazy in this church. But I put more on my plate in 2018 than all 42 years prior to that pastoring this church. And I did it not poor me, I did it with a joy because I get to, I'm hanging on to every day I can get. I don't set the alarm, I just get up, I always just get up. I told somebody the other day, finally Sunday night, I looked at the clock I missed it. I wanted to see 1212, but I just went to bed and I saw 1215. And I prayed. I said, Now, Lord, would you please give me a good night of rest tonight? Would you please? And I woke up a little bit later and I said, Lord, thank you. I feel rested. Thank you for a good night of rest. And I said, I better look and see what time it was. And it was 101. Slept 45 minutes and felt good. What'd you do? I rolled over, went back to sleep. I tried. I'm not saying I'm an important person. I work harder than any of you. You all just came from work and you're busy. I don't want to do so much the less. I want to do more. I want to do more. I crawled in those trees this summer working in those trees. I put the backpack on. I took gospel tracts as you did and went door to door and knocking on doors visiting people. I went Tuesday night and so Saturday morning bus meeting. I've I been in this thing. Saturday night men's prayer for 40, almost three years straight now. Uh, and I'm not a better Christian than you because of it. I'm just saying I want it. I need it. I wanna serve God. Every week of my life, I come through here and I try to do something to clean it or do something. I'm not a hero, it's no big deal. I vacuum my office. Nobody needs to come in and vacuum my office. Generally in the early morning hours, I vacuum the hallways for the staff because I don't think we have to hire maintenance people to do that. This is not the White House or it's not some big corporation. It's, uh, it's not the, I'm the president of the Apple Computer. They might. I'm not suggesting they're bad because I'm saying, why can't I vacuum? I told all our staff, I don't want the maintenance people coming in, getting our garbage. Put it outside your door every night. Put it right outside your door. They'll come by and pick it up. Why can't we help? Why do we have to have everything paid for. Uh, you do this for us. You do this for us. Serving the Lord, get that bus route, get that Sunday school class, get that broom or that 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 lawnmower, whatever it is, and serve God. Get gospel tracts and pass them out and tell, hey, hey, like Brother Ray says, did you get one of these? He's a nut when he goes sowing. he's just a, he's the best. He's great, and he won't give them to him. <laughs> what is that? I can't believe that. Wow. You didn't get one? He will. I've been with him. He's not really normal. And he you know, look, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You have never been there. Well, what is it? I'm glad you asked. And he'll tell you, it's Hopewell Baptist Church in Napa. I want you to come. I would never make fun of a person's stature, height. Those preachers do, they ridicule one another in college pulpit, they come, and they nail him. But he's about, Brother Ray is very, very short. He just won a, what was it, a six foot seven, Harley Davidson, Hells Angel, a Hells Angel guy to Christ, baptized him. He's looking up and say, do you know that you're a sinner? I, he is a soul-winning pastor. I love to see it. I'm going to ask you, number one, aim for the target. I know I'm almost out of time, and I'm just the target of what? Number one? Spirituality. The target, secondly, of service. The target thirdly of stewardship. Stewardship. I'm talking about stewardship i'm not just talking about money stewardship is managing or protecting the valuables the possessions or the property of another luke 16 i'm going to begin our month of january on again 43 years now in stewardship we've had more adults saved and baptized in january than at the end of the month other than a big day Stewardship, I, I'm, I, I'm a steward. God, God gave me stewardship. I, I'm responsible for something. I need to be a good steward. I, I'm, a, I'm responsible for that marriage. I'm responsible for those 13 grandkids. I'm responsible for this church. This is not my church. This is not Trevor's church, it's God's church. I'm simply a steward. That's why I wanna pray and say, God, may I please represent you in the pulpit Sunday the way you want me to represent you. You're worthy of it, not me. God has allowed us to be a steward. One of the great things parents in this room you could do is give your children 10 dimes a week and teach them that one dime goes to God. And then teach them what to do with the other nine dimes. And you don't go spend it. You're going to have to show them how to start and begin to save like the ant saves. Children need to learn. I don't know, out of nine dimes left, they probably should save five dimes in a bank, maybe six. And they ought to give a dime away to somebody, and leave a dime for themselves. Well, that's not much. They didn't do anything for it. May I just say, it's all training you have with our, you how you can log on, not to everybody else's tide, but you can log on to your own. You know where you're giving. I I drive Brother Sly crazy twice already. This month, I said, last month and this month. Now, where am I at? Where's my wife and I? Where are we at on our giving? And he's told me where we are. Oh, I wanna try to, by the grace of God, keep pouring money in there in these last days because I know what my goal is, my target in giving. I don't wanna do less, I wanna do more. I hope that's the target we're looking at. Number one, quickly, I have eight minutes left. Number one, what? Spiritually. Secondly, what? S- secondly, service. Thirdly, what? N- number four, l- let me just throw it in there, socially. Hebrews five eleven says that we're dull of hearing. Being dull of hearing means we're bored. You, sir, you're married to a lady that's social and you're boring, you're headed down a dangerous path. Lady, you're, you're it doesn't mean you both have to be all hyped up like you're on drugs. But you know, it's an amazing thing. God says how we neglect our salvation in chapter two of Hebrews. And then chapter five, we become dull of here, we deflect the things of God, we become dull. I've heard it before. And you get over to chapter 12 and you reject, I don't need to go to church anymore. It's always a progression. I used to preach that message around the nation years ago, 35 years ago or so. I always remember illustrating because some people in church are professional counters. Now we don't have chairs up in the choir loft. But some people will come when we used to have chairs and they'd say, you have 104 chairs in your choir loft. I'm always thinking, when did you get that? When I was preaching. Some people are enamored with lights. And instead of listening to preaching when they become dull of hearing, they start counting lights. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, one's out, 13, 14, 15. 16, 17, is there three? There are four. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. There's 27 lights right here. 28 up there, 29 right here. Wow. But when they, it's it's so funny because you can't stop when you're dull of hearing because then you start counting the auditorium lights. And if you're sitting too close, there's lights behind you. And say, I wonder how, and the preacher's preaching, you're looking up there, how many are up there You can't get it all? Section one, two, three, four. And so you have to do something like this. You drop your pen. (laughs) And you start counting over there. Then people count steps. They love steps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They count steps. They count everything. They try to count these little lines right here. Because we become dull. Dull. People are not very fun to be around. I believe we need to not be boring when we come to church. I believe pastors tell it on the radio all the time. When you come, you come early, Sunday school, Sunday morning, come early, stay late, and bring an amen, and bring a raised hand, and bring a tear, and bring a shout, and bring a bended knee, and bring a handshake, and bring a Bible, and bring a tithe, and bring a hallelujah, and bring a song, and, and bigger feet that come down the altar once in a while. well, I, I just don't move. I just, I'm just not into all that. You're dull. And it's terrible in a marriage when you get dull and your mate doesn't want to be dull. Your mate wants to go see Christmas lights. I'm not as good as husband. So many of you guys are so much better, I'm sure. Years ago, because I I figured out we'd have 46 years in a few days. That's a long time to be married. I know I don't have 46 years left with her. And I know I don't have 36, and I'm sure I don't have 26. I figured out, if at all possible, without complaining, whatever she wants to do, I want to do it. I wish I could be as good as I sound. Tonight, we'll go look at lights. A lot of nights I get tired. I get up hours before her, she gets up too, but she's not as tired as I am at this time, normally. I gladly will go look at lights. because this may be our last Christmas together. And if I'm looking at lights by myself next year somewhere, it's not gonna be a lot of fun. Would you would you become more social? Would you put yourself out there and meet the visitors around you in your section? Four minutes left. Would you get your mark on your stand for God. Ephesians chapter six and second Timothy chapter two, verse three, that we stand as soldiers of Jesus Christ. Don't waffle. Don't capitulate. Don't change. Number number six. Can our target be strength? Isaiah 40, 31, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Number seven, the sanctuary. And I have scripture, I won't have time. We have, it's still in my other Bible, the attendance sheet, so it's already marked up through tonight. I'll have to mark tonight. And Brother Moyer and his people in the graphics, they have given us a calendar every year. And I'd like to have missed more, but we missed one Sunday this year. We've been in Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You know, Brother Van Dyke, I don't know how many years ago, it must have been 30 years ago, this church gave my wife and I six weeks vacation a year. And I believe you get vacation time, you ought to take it. And here is policy if you use it. If you don't use it, you lose it, and that's okay. That's the way it should be. And we took seven days this year. You know how it is for us, and we might go for a few more days before the year's over, who knows? We wanna be here. We wanna be here. In February, my first match is here 43 years ago. We've been here for 42, Christmases and 42 New Years, and 42 Mother's Days and 42 Father's Day and 42 July 4th and 42 Memorial Days and 42 uh, uh, Valentine's Day. I, I don't understand why every time is a three-day weekend. We've got to go somewhere. How many are you like that? The same. You're just so anchored in here. I, I, I'm thankful for these churches and God bless them. And we went on vacation for a Sunday and we were up in Oregon. We went to Sunday, Sunday morning to Sunday night. We, we enjoyed the preacher. It was great. I'd sit there thinking, I, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear our choir right now. And they did a great job. I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear our specials right now. I'd love to hear, be around our people right now. Aim of well, the sanctuary let's stand together please our father I know this is certainly not deep I know that but if we could set our target on these seven S's and press toward these things and strain toward these things I pray that it would be the greatest year of our life